I don't have to tell you things are bad. Everybody knows things are bad. It's a depression. Everybody's out of work or scared of losing their job. The dollar buys a nickel's worth. Banks are going bust. Shopkeepers keep a gun under the counter. Punks are running wild in the street. and There's nobody anywhere who seems to know what to do and there's no end to it. We know the air is unfit to breathe. Our food is unfit to eat. We sit watching our TVs while some local newscaster tells us that today we had 15 homicides and 63 violent crimes, as if that's the way it's supposed to be. We know things are bad, worse than bad. They're crazy. It's like everything everywhere is going crazy, so we don't go out anymore. We sit in the house, and slowly the world we're living in is getting smaller, and all we say is, please, at least leave us alone in our living rooms. Let me have my toaster and my TV and my steel-belted radios, and I won't say anything. Just leave us alone. Well, I'm not going to leave you alone. I want you to get mad. I don't want you to protest. I don't want you to write. I don't want you to write to your congressman because I wouldn't know what to tell you to write. I don't know what to do about the depression and the inflation and the Russians and the crime in the street. All I know is that first, you've got to get mad. You've got to say, I'm a human being. My life has value. I want you to get up now. I want all of you to get up out of your chairs. I want you to get up right now, to go to the window, open it, and stick your head out and yell, I'm as bad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore! We're live, ladies and gentlemen. Right Thank you so much for joining us. We'll be live at PrisonPlanet.tv, streaming to PrisonPlanet.tv members for the next hour and 15 minutes till the end of the radio show. Alan Watt is with us for the balance of the broadcast today. We're going to cover the news with him in the next 30 minutes, and then open phones for Alan Watt and, of course, myself, Alex Jones, for the rest of this transmission, December 17th, 2008. Seems like this year just started a few days ago, and now it is already almost over. Interest rates have been cut by zero, further destroying the dollar. The Federal Reserve is openly taking over the United States. 8.5 trillion stolen. That number's two weeks old. They're telling Congress and the media, even after four-year suits, that they will not release the information. Remember, they promised it would all be public. Uh, this is all by design. And scores of news articles and the Army War College are reporting that the military is training to attack the American people and rules of engagement to not just use microwave guns and sound cannons, but bullets. It says the American people are going to rebel against them. The Ministry of Defense last year in England admitted this. Uh, the Defense Department this year has admitted it. A new report out on PrisonPlanet.com. I want to talk to Alan Watt with known and unknown, unconventional uh, strategic shocks and defense strategy development. And this gets into, uh, it says right here, their fight with the American people. So the question is, will the social engineers be able to bring in this worldwide depression that they engineered publicly and then pose as saviors and then set up openly their world government where we will pay our taxes directly to the private banking institutions? This is now being announced. I want to now go to uh, Alan Watt of Cutting Through the Matrix. Alan Watt is a prolific researcher on uh, the true nature of the global elite and their master plan from their source documents uh, and their own agenda. And it is uh, good to have Alan Watt with us today. Alan, thank you for coming on. It's a pleasure to be on. Alan, I know you're a news hound like myself because I follow your work, and I, I know you've been covering the fact that hundreds of major newspapers, including the Wall Street Journal, the Financial Times of London, and others, are all reporting that 
Yes, we had a secret world government. Yes, we set up a secret world government. Yes, we've been soothing you and, and lying to you. They even say this uh, for your own good uh, in the article and now for world government uh, by Mr. Rakeman in the Financial Times of London last Tuesday. They admit that it's tyrannical, anti-democratic, but they say it's for your own good to save us from global warming and terrorism, which we know they're staging, and the financial crisis, which we know they're implementing. Why are they now in hundreds of publications, hundreds, you can Google New World Order and Google News, thousands, around 5,400 links come up in the last few months. Why are they suddenly announcing it? Uh, Don't they understand that the people finally are seeing that it's real and that they are the authors of our doom? Why is New York announcing, New York State, 88 new taxes on food and drink? and iPods and taxis, why are they trying to squeeze us into conflict? So, A, why are they openly announcing their world government, admitting it's tyrannical, anti-democratic, social engineering, and B, why are they pushing us with all these new taxes, knowing it will cause rebellion, as we've seen worldwide? What they're doing is simply implementing the next part of this plan. They've had years of creating what they call apathy, and they started that agenda back in the 60s, in fact, uh, the creation of apathy. The idea was to estrange the people from the idea that somehow they took part in making the future, deciding the future, to, to estrange the governments from the very people themselves and to encourage the people to leave it to the better people, the ones who really dealt with the higher decision-making policies. In other words, they divided us, they, they cut us off from participating really in uh, government and the creation of our future. They've put us off the path of creating our own destiny. And most people today, after survey after survey uh, that's been churned out for the last 30 years, keep showing that fewer and fewer people bother to even vote. Uh, they leave it to the higher decisions, to what they call the experts. So what they're doing now is, is, is putting that home to the public and creating more apathy uh, the statements really leave you with a feeling that everything's out of your hands. There's nothing you can do. That's the other message you get, uh, subliminally. And uh, get ready for tough, tough times coming. Just accept it. They're trying to tell you it's so overwhelming there's nothing you can do. That, that really is the message. It's psychological warfare to the extreme. Well, I concur with you. And in fact, they, as you know, they talk about in, in, in hundreds and hundreds of declassified government psychology tests, starting with rats and then with other primates and then humans, that if they just shock you with overwhelming information, that it creates a feeling of hopelessness in many people go into a catatonic state and detach and roll over. But we also have a lot of Pentagon studies going back to the 50s and then again in the 70s and 80s where they studied the Western world and said within three to four days, rioting breaks out over no food. And within 15 days, basically everybody becomes mad killers who will kill for food. Uh, So it looks like they're pushing us into a crisis where they know we won't just be apathetic and we'll actually fight back. Look at Greece. Uh, look at Iceland, look at Argentina, all over the world, uh, riots now starting worldwide. We have uh, the establishment then trying to push those riots with Martin coming out today and uh, uh, not Martin now, uh, Harper coming out saying we're going to have 
uh, a depression uh, with uh, the head of the IMF saying we're going to have worldwide rioting if we don't fix the economy when we know they engineered the crisis. So uh, with your expertise, try to break down for us, please. Uh, what exactly is is happening here and what this cocktail is of trying to get us to rebel and fight back while at the same time trying to sue this and getting us to go along? What we have to look at first is not so much what's happening, but what's the long-term goal. And when they tell you they're going to have rioting for about 30 years worldwide, uh, and they're telling you as well that they have to get the world to accept accept the fact that rapid deployment and reaction troops will be sent all over the globe from one country to the other, uh, to, to each other as well. Uh, and you're going to see that 30, in 30 years of psychological training with riots breaking out in different countries and being quelled one at a time, uh, after 30 years we'll have a brand new society where we accept that the old way is completely eradicated. The old way of choosing what you want to do with your life, where you're going to go with your life, where you want to live, who you want to marry, all of that stuff. You want to earn money for yourself. That's gone as well. It's a brand new world that's come out at the end of this whole agenda. So we're going to see uh, the sporadic outbreaks in certain parts until it's, it's standard daily news for 30 years. The troops have been deployed in Brazil. The, the troops have been deployed in, in um, uh, the, the Hague. Uh, will be deployed in Norway. Uh, Finland, uh, the U.S., or parts of the U.S., and that will be our standard fare for 30 years. And we've now seen tens of millions of year given to Mexico alone to suddenly militarize and put troops in black uniforms on every street corner and then start wars with the drug cartels they don't control to further escalate the, the yes. uh, problem-reaction-solution uh, crises uh, that, that they are openly engineering. I'm going to put up on screen, and now for world government, uh, from the Financial uh, Times, uh, of London, uh, I mean, again, just incredibly arrogant to be throwing this in our face. Please continue. It's arrogant, it's arrogant too. And also, uh, when you go into the whole UN agenda, you can't really understand this until you look at the UN agenda with all of its umbrella organizations working on the same agenda to, uh, to the state where eventually uh, you will not work for yourself. You'll work for the world state. You'll get your food given to you by or via the United Nations, that's in their charter. They will be in command of all the foods, uh, resources of the entire And as planet. you mentioned, the British Ministry of Defense public report last year said, we work for the foreign banks, we're going to engineer in the U.S., England, and Europe, and Japan, 30 years of riots, mm -hmm. and our job will be suppressing the people while this transformation to world government is complete. Yes, and so a generation will, will grow up through these tough times, and it'll be quite natural to hear on the news that uh, the rapid deployment forces are down in California this week, uh, quelling a riot um, by malcontents who will not go, who are anti-social, who won't blend into the new social structure. And uh, this is how they, 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 they plan it. It's, it's really working on the minds of those growing up. Already we have people growing up who've never known freedom. They think that uh, police in the streets and tanks going around and guys in black uniforms and subways with machine guns is quite natural that we're under a constant state of terror. That's the only world they've known. The one that will grow up through all the rioting will take that as standard. They will think that those who riot are antisocial because they want more than their fair share that the UN is dishing out to them. And, and at the end of all of this, there'll be no memory or history of the world that was before. And that's what George Orwell talks about, who was a BBC propagandist and openly admitted before he died of tuberculosis, and a lot of evidence showed was killed, 
uh, that this is the plan he was let in on as a member of British intelligence. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, and showing that the British uh, masterminds, not the British people, but the British masterminds are running this, everything the British government puts out as policy is then mimicked and parroted as official policy in the United States, Europe, Japan, and worldwide. Alan Watt is our guest. We'll talk about the public, even though world government's being admitted, some of the public still in denial, saying the articles we're showing are fake. They're doing a bad, bad thing right now, ladies and gentlemen. All right, Alan Watt, as what I'd call a independent sociologist studying all of this, or you can define yourself in, the, I guess, the work I do. I mean, I guess a real historian studying um, the elite and their program for humanity. You have these hundreds of articles saying world government's here, world government's a good idea, we're going to put one back on screen, admitting it's tyrannical, but saying it's for your own good. And I guess that's just more of this terrorism. Stage terror attacks, stage financial attacks, give us total power, or the economy will implode. The Congress gives them total power under threat of martial law. Uh, The British Parliament's being spied on. Governors are being arrested. All this fear. And then even though hundreds of papers and world leaders are all over TV calling for world government, I still get emails and comments and talk show hosts and Rush Limbaugh making fun of myself, even by name, saying that none of it exists. So all these years we read the documents, the CFR reports, Carol Quigley, literally thousands and thousands of them on air, wrote books about it, made films about it. Now that it's all happening and, 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 and emerging publicly, a lot of people are waking up and saying, oh, my God, you were right, we've got to fight this, but... Just as many, I'd say 20, 30% of the public, uh, are saying, you know what, they told me previously this didn't exist, so I'm saying you're a liar, I'm saying these news articles are fake, I'm saying none of this is real, uh, and, and, and I'm seeing a huge backlash. Now, I know some of them are operatives and paid bloggers, but, I mean, it, it just seems like such an insult to the public's intelligence to openly admit it, and then with the other hand, as this Reichman guy did a day after he wrote the article, he wrote another article saying there is no world government, you're conspiracy theorists. So can you speak to that? That, again, is the... Uh, Limbaugh and his characters, really, their job is to keep the people in the illusion. Uh, it's exactly like 1984. Um, the majority of the bureaucratic elites had to believe in the propaganda that was dished out every day. Uh, it didn't matter about those at the very, very bottom. They, they literally will adapt to any system they're given. However, when there's a rapid change in their standard of living, uh, they, they will kill the messenger. So they have the Limbaugh's and characters like that to cater to the masses uh, who want to live in the old think, as they call it, the old system. Even though it is changing around them, they will deny their own perceptions. Exactly. And- I always hear Limbaugh and Hannity still saying WMDs were found, even as the UN and Bush admit that it was staged, was yes. fake. It doesn't matter. They still say every day, no, it's real. No, the WMDs were there. Again, they're kind of living in the old model or the old download. Yes, and that's their job, is to cater to those who are heavily brainwashed, who are timid, who are scared, and who could not face a, a rapid change. They want to believe that uh, things will somehow get better, but more importantly, they think, they, they hope it will go back to the past and nothing ever goes back to the past. Well, that's double think, double speak, crime stop. They subconsciously, it's too scary, they make the decision to lie to themselves and say it's not happening even as it is happening, as they put troops on the streets, as Marines run checkpoints, 
uh, at DWI uh, 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 checkpoints on the road against U.S. citizens. They come back and say, no, it's not true. And then Limbaugh and others give them psychological sounding board or cover to say, see, there's still a media saying it doesn't exist, even as the other mainline media tells the slaves, get ready for this, we're doing it. Yes, uh, and the rest of the media keeps them in old think with lots and lots and lots of trivia. That's exactly what Bertrand Russell said to be fed is nothing but trivia. And trivia is mixed with important news, and so they can't tell the difference. Everything is surreal to them, surrealistic, and their world they live in is surrealistic. And when the troops are, just like the, the Soviet Union, you know, Solzhenitsyn said, he said uh, at first when the NKVD, which became the KGB, came to arrest people next door to you, they would turn the whole street out under Soviet law to witness the arrest. That was to have the, the powerful effect of, of terrifying the onlookers, you see. Now they show and it to us on cops in the news. Yes, and we, we have, it is basically entertainment now. We've had, I, I watched, I remember when the, the Hill Street Blues uh, was pushed up to the top to be a big time worldwide series uh, about the New York uh, NYPD, and it also had the SWAT teams in every every series. And they go through all this mental anguish, should they use them or not. Then they, but they were getting familiarized to the idea of SWAT teams. And then about five, six, seven years later, you saw it actually happening in real life. So, so who was emulating who? Uh, what we're doing through, what we're getting through the, through the Hill Street Blues was being familiarized through predictive programming for that which was... And on those shows, they would torture innocent people. They would break rules. They'd say, I want to save a little girl, but I don't have a warrant. Oh, screw it. Do it without a warrant. And then, and they, they make your new heroes the people that torture and violate the law and set people up. And now SWAT teams are raiding, uh, Amish, uh, farmers who give unpasteurized milk to their neighbors or who don't register their farm when there's not even a law. Now the SWAT teams are used at checkpoints on the highway or to, uh, go to people's houses for traffic warrants. Now the entire police force is being converted over to these ring rights. Excellent points. Amazing insight from Alan Watt, cutting through the matrix. We'll put his website up on screen. Stay with us. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. We are live at PrisonPlanet.tv. In the future, we'll be going at least two hours a day live, so we can put documents up on screen and show you the articles we're reading live on the radio. To pay for all this bandwidth in the studio, we charge 15 cents a day or 5.95 a month. If you get a yearly membership, you get five plus months free. So you pay for a little bit more than six months, you get 5.3 months free at PrisonPlanet.tv. That is the Christmas special, and so I hope that you will visit uh, PrisonPlanet.tv and sign up today. We are streaming live to the world right now. And then we also archive this and post it for members at PrisonPlanet.tv. We're going to go back to Alan Watt of Cutting Through the Matrix. All right, ladies and gentlemen, going back to Alan Watt, I've been throwing a lot of questions at you, Alan, and I'm going to put up on screen again just one article because a Bilderberg Group member, Mr. Wolf, is the editor of this, and their foreign affairs editor, Gideon Raikman, wrote the story, and now for a world government. I want to give you some time before we go to calls to flesh out uh, more of, because this is key uh, in my understanding, but I want to get your uh, your view uh, and uh, your nuanced understanding on this in some detail. Again, why now are they not just saying world government is what we need, but that they've secretly, this is all over the news, building a world government for decades. They have an image of uh, cave drawings 
you know, that's the editorial uh, cartoon at the top of cave drawings, and then drawn on the wall next to images of primitive Aborigines hunting deer and uh, elk uh, and primitive bovine, they have the image of a globe or a world government. The message here I get is, we are the elite. We've been in control of your destiny for thousands of years since primitive times. We've always wanted a world government, and now we're getting one. The ancient dream is being realized. I believe this is the esoteric meaning uh, of the editorial drawing. Uh, please uh, give us your take on this. Well, well, part of the drawing, too, is to do with primitive man, uh, primitive man hunting uh, for his necessities. And, of course, it's also to do with evolution as well, coming from the primitive, from tribal into global society. So from differences all coming together as one under one system of domination. Uh, we have the wild humans being taken under the control. Go ahead. And you also have... Um, this elite themselves, who do believe in evolution, they believe that they are the most evolved type of humans on the planet. And it's been written about by Wells and the Fabian Society and many, many others down through the last hundred odd years or more. Uh, they believe that they have the right to rule mankind because they've proven their worth by uh, the accumulation of vast amounts of wealth, power over the public, uh, control over the public, and they've held on to it through generations. In other words, they haven't squandered it away through bad breeding, as they call it. They have selective breeding, especially um, uh, picked wives for them to breed with. And they've been doing this for at least a couple of hundred years, as far as we know, as far as the inbreeding goes in documents that they have put out themselves, probably much, much longer. But they, they do believe they're evolved, and therefore they're simply taking their natural right, which is to dominate the planet. They say themselves, and... We find in the writings of Charles Galton Darwin, who was one of them. He was, uh, he was the descendant of, of very inbred people, uh, but they were all bred to be special scientists. And he hints at that in his own writings of the different types that were already bred to dominate the world. But he said that the, the dominant minority who will rule and own the world um, must not have their their ability for self-preservation taken away as the masses will have. The masses won't need self-preservation because the state will be doing, making all the decisions for them. But he says, we, the elites, must retain our wild instincts. In other words, the laws will not apply to them. Any kind of law will not apply. That's why there's so many deviants. We saw that in Rome where uh, the elite families uh, and the Caesar could murder, kill, rape, steal, take anybody's daughter they wanted. Yes. They could force uh, the lower Romans uh, to give their daughters at age 12 into the temples, which were the prostitution centers. Uh, and we see uh, the Romans training them that people being beat up and killed was entertainment, was fun to dehumanize the public. And now we see Burger King. I did confirm what a listener told me a few days ago with the new slogan, as if anybody else matters. And that speaks to the subconscious, to the id, the animal. Go ahead and hurt yourself. Go ahead and eat the MSG and aspartame uh, with a subconscious mirror of that they're really hurting the rest of the public and greedily only helping themselves. Uh, that's right. Uh, so we've had this, this, say this, this uh, global system running. Uh, we know for hundreds of years, in reality, there never was democracy in Britain. Uh, although it proclaimed it all the time they had the democracy, they never ever had that because the British elite watched the French Revolution very, very carefully. And they knew that this was a movement that was going to keep going and pop up again and again, uh, this drive for democracy, where people wanted a say in their, their life and their lifestyles. 
Uh, therefore, they decided to give the public a fake, a front, uh, and uh, it's worked very, very well. Margaret Thatcher, uh, in That's one not... of her speeches, said that uh, we are part of the parallel government that's unelected by the public. She said she was a member. Uh, she was simply, again, um, reiterating what Carl Quigley said, Professor Carl Quigley, when he also mentioned this parallel government. So they've been at it for a long, long time. Their idea was to unite the world and unite many different tribes and peoples, cultures, uh, uh, through conflict. And therefore, the fastest way to do it was to create oppositions. They took over a good chunk of Europe and Siberia by the Soviet system. Uh, that standardized a massive chunk of it. They used the same technique in the Far East under the guise of communism. And, and it, now they call them democratic countries. But what they did was standardize one system copied from the British exoteric system into their system and you have a standardized world now now it's time to bring it all together now that we're all, all the same education systems we're taught the same nonsense in school uh, we're all taught the same fake facts and histories and so on so now they can standardize us quite simply and easily and the front organization for this is the united nations when you look at the foundations and that's how the parallel government operated was the creation of foundations with masses of money uh, to fund their NGOs. The Soviet system was run by NGOs. The leaders were picked by the Politburo. We now have them picked by the parallel government. And the U.S. and British governments, uh, allied foundations, openly ran the Soviet Union. So if you want to know what the yes. future is, you only need to read what the foundations are saying. Why don't you tell folks what the foundation's main goals are, where we are in the world system, how deep we're actually into it, and what you think we're going to see with the economy unfold. And we're going to go to calls in the uh, next few years, Alan. Well, what they've said already is that the system they will bring in it has to wean us away from our selfish need to for self-preservation and accumulation of personal wealth regardless of the class you're born into. So that's getting rid of our instinct to become independent, take care of ourselves in the hierarchy of needs, saying it's selfish to have a self-preservation mode. Uh, that's what all this environmentalism that's fake is about, is to make us feel bad about being humans so they can train us on loving our servitude, loving our feudal serfdom. That's right. And, the, and it, it's, the, it's also part of the, the, the British system of the Royal Institute of International Affairs, which runs the Council on Foreign Relations. Uh, and they have said that the world we bring in is one of servitude to the world state, servitude to the world state. And they will decide from the top what servitude means. It means giving your whole life, your whole activity, your energy, your very thoughts to the world state. It's based on the doctrine of Plato. And who can have children? Eugenics, yes. Yeah, Plato was a member, member of the ancient societies. He studied in Egypt. He was initiated in Egypt, uh, the, the Palestine area, and then India. That was the standard route they went on. He wrote about it himself. And then he said in his, the book called Republic, the one that H.G. Wells said was his Bible, uh, he's, uh, Plato said, what's the problem about owning all this money and having castles? He says, you're afraid of being robbed by the people. You're afraid you have to pay all your servants, etc. Isn't it far better that the people, uh, under the guise that you're ruling them on their, on their behalf, uh, they build the castle for you, they supply its maintenance, they pay for the servants. They uh, pay for anything that's stolen. They'll replace it for you. That's what we have today. This new system with its higher level of, and they'll still call themselves servants. The Kissinger types will live in their, their massive palaces, chauffeur driven, etc., and still pretend that they're 
They're part of you, the same as you. This was the Soviet system. And every new crisis they create, they will always be the saviors for the next solution, which is even deeper into dehumanization and degradation. Here's an example. About a year ago, uh, I have some employees, so the Texas Workforce Commission sent me uh, a filing in the mail, and it said you now have to answer these hundreds of questions every year. This is a North American Union survey. And uh, I went on my show, I went on the web, I, I put it on the website, Infowars.com, and people commented that it wasn't real and it was fake. Now I have an image up on screen uh, of Kroger's, and it says product of U.S., Mexico, uh, and uh, Canada. Uh, or product of U.S., Canada, and Mexico. So everything's converting over to this. As you know, they started a year and a half ago. It's in my film Endgame, Blueprint for Global Enslavement, merging the European Union and the North American Union. Bush goes to the Rose Garden with Merkel and Barroso, announces it, but then anybody that talks about it is called a kook by Rush Limbaugh. So, so, so how do you see this conversion happening into the next year as they parallel continue to say it doesn't exist, while on the other side uh, they say it does exist and is happening. I mean, how do you see the mind slaves out there uh, who've been conditioned that this doesn't exist? I guess the conditioning is just meant to neutralize them long enough so they debate whether it exists or not until it's too late and already in place? Yes, most folk are never really in a conscious reality at any time. Most of the people who are brainwashed, and that, that's the majority of the public, who, who get their reality from television. Television is, is so surrealistic, you cannot possibly retain your sanity and your cognitive thinking abilities and reasoning powers and, and watch it and enjoy it at the same time. You can't have both. It's meant to put you into a strange state, where gradually, through osmosis almost, you come to accept new facts without, without ever consciously thinking through those facts. You adopt them, and, and, and you're upgraded like a computer program each time you look into it. And here's a bunch of new facts, and you'll parrot them too. And you'll, you won't even remember you had different facts that you parroted yesterday. That's already in society. That's how most folk are working today. And that's what Orwell talked about. Where it, where it, it didn't matter if they said we're always at war with East Asia, and the next day we were never at war with East Asia. In Big Brother's world, they had to go back and destroy all the old newspapers and TV programs. Here, they just run it all parallel and say, yeah. I, mean, I mean, they've skipped to the final phase where Winston's on the gurney being tortured, and he says, do I have four fingers, two fingers, five fingers, ten fingers? And he says, look, just tell me how many fingers to see. And he said, no. What I want you to do is see all fingers at once and not yeah. be able to differentiate and just lay there like a jellyfish. And he goes, oh, now I see I love Big Brother. And and, and O'Brien says, now you understand. We're here to tear you apart and dominate you. We are the priest of power, survival of the fittest. This is about crushing humanity and even ourselves and reducing the language down to nothing. And we see they've now done that. That's right. They have done it. There are people who are halfway waking up. And it's like Winston on the, on the table again, and he says, "I'm really I'm really trying to see four. And uh, O'Brien says, "That's not good enough. You've got to really believe it." <laughs> and, and so they're they're in, a, they're in a quagmire really of conflicting facts because fear works in most people. People are afraid. And this, again, is why we're getting this predictive programming of the coming conflicts. And O'Brien, uh, finish in a moment, this is so key, O'Brien wants him to have that mental break into delusion, into mental illness. That's what the system, the schools do. They train you how to be insane. It's insane to want to drink fluoride and eat GMO food. It's insane to drink aspartame and, and, and MSG and excitotoxins. It's insane to have cancer up by three, 4,000% and diabetes uh, and autism. It's insane to be attacking innocent countries and to have the White House press secretary 
they say Iraq loves us, they all love us. Meanwhile, they have polls over there of 90-plus percent hating what the United States does. But she comes to the U.S. and says, no, they all love us. That's right. Yeah, the official version is, is, you see, we're living under what's becoming uh, open uh, authoritarianism. It, it truly is the Orwellian system. And yet it's only to be for part of a phase, the 30-year phase, and in comes the Huxleyan uh, part of it, because at the end of the 30 years and during the 30 years, they hope to bring forth the new type of, of enhanced human that will serve them better, that will be unable to even dream of conflict against their masters. And this is a 30-year hot war against humanity. Then it goes into the THX-1138 lobotomized right. uh, suboid population. Yes, and this present uh, generation is dying off. It's dying off, even in, in the, the Army's uh, War College's own figures and the studies they do. You have to really look at their studies. They use history to the maximum. That's why they chose 30 years. They studied the 30 years war. And they say, the we've got the American people. We've enslaved them. And, and, and that's what's so horrifying is to read all this, to show the viewers this, to know they're cold-bloodedly doing this. This is not our military. This is not our government. I mean, what is this we're facing? What is this scientific technocracy? Yes. Well, and well, with the, as I say, the military college is already that a big uh, bunch of articles up on, on projected population declines in the West, and because they've been following it for 50 years since they've been sterilizing the, the Western males, and and they know at, in 30 years' time we'll all be dead with cancers and so on and infertile anyway. Uh, so the, the, they've said themselves that many of the European countries are past the point of of repopulation of coming back again in the same numbers they were before. And they crow this. They brag on NPR. Isn't it great the evil West is dying? Isn't it wonderful? Oh, yeah. I mean, these are the sickest. This is nihilistic self-suicide. Yeah, oh, oh, I tell you, Hitler was a boy scout compared to these boys. All right, we come back. I'm going to go to calls the next hour. When we come back, though, I want to talk about the minions, the, 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 the technocrats that have a piece of the pyramidal structure who know, who know it's eugenics, but who have this fake environmental idea that humans are bad and it's a great thing to kill off the parasites, don't they understand that it's they themselves and their families that are also going to be wiped out? There's a man going around taking names. And he decides who to free and who to blame. Everybody won't be treated all the same. There'll be a golden ladder reaching down when the man comes around. The hairs. Bottom line: This is a bunch of globalist control freaks. At the terror. Playing God, taking control of our genetics, the planet's genetics, taking control of our water, our food, one-child policies, controlled plagues, all of it. Alan, getting back into the question I asked you about the minions of this system, they're trained that their identity is being members of the elite, but 99% of them are not true members of the elite and they're going against their very human code. Can you speak to their programming and ways to break that or ways to defeat this? Alan Watt. Well, they are the, the bureaucratic types that Orwell shows. Uh, the, the movie that was done in Britain with Richard Burton and John Hurt were excellent, really. They, they showed you this bureaucratic elite that controls the masses. They kept saying the masses don't count. They call them the proles. 
kept saying the pros don't count. In other words, they would take whatever they were given. The, the main thrust of propaganda and indoctrination was actually done on the bureaucratic class themselves, who had to uh, adapt to the new uh, paradigms that were given to them every other week and really believe it themselves. And, of course, the Winston character was one of those bureaucrats. He broke free of it himself, or, or else his, his indoctrination didn't take quite properly, and he was being observed. Now, I've talked to quite a few bureaucrats, and they, they are in a strange state between reality. They know what's going on, because uh, they're quite aware of it. Uh, they also have this battle of self-interest. They do love the lifestyle they're given. They're very well paid. Um, they, they mix with their own kind all the time. Uh, they read the books they're advised to read. There's lots of books put out there by intellectuals that are designed to work on the bureaucratic class to, to re-bolster their present belief systems as being superior. And yet they themselves are also afraid that they'll fall from grace. That's the, most, the worst thing that could happen to one of these lifelong bureaucrats, especially the hereditary ones, is falling from grace and, and falling down amongst the, the cesspools, they say, of the masses, the unwashed masses. So they do know that their time is numbered too because eventually there will be no more use for them. However, each one who is alive today will believe they'll live their life in a, a fair good standard of luxury uh, while the system goes down. They, they don't care very much about those that come after them as long as they're, they're okay. So self-interest uh, plays a big, big part in all of this. I've got the Phoenix Business Journal today on the heels of us yesterday writing a story about this. Arizona police say they're prepared as War College warns military must prep for unrest, IMF warns of economic crises and riots. And we, meanwhile, uh, have all these presidents and prime ministers coming out saying we're now going to have a depression. Uh, so while they were getting them, their own money prepared and safe, uh, they were telling the public everything was fine. Now they're coming in trying to destroy confidence. Uh, this is just incredible. Well, what's even more so is the fact that when you look through the Army uh, War College's own predictions from, from their think tanks, uh, they say that there will be, during this time of rioting and conflict across the globe, uh, uh, during the 30 years, uh, there will be safe havens for the elite and, and the high-level bureaucrats themselves in certain parts of the world, which will live at a very high standard of luxury compared to the rest of the planet. All right, that's Alan. That's what they're building in the Middle East right now, too. That's one of them. Yeah, Dubai and other areas. Um, stay there, Alan. We're going to take calls coming up in the next hour. Uh, but then at the bottom of the hour, I'm just going to give you the floor because you bring up so many things, so many points, uh, you know, where I want to jump in. I'm going to give you the floor so you can uh, go into any areas you think are most important. Stay with us. Stay with us.